Hi, Charlotte. It's Nick. How are you? I'm not too bad. How are you? Not too bad, thank you. Um, <laughs> slightly concerned about the state of the world. But, um... Oh, my goodness me. I mean, I, I feel now like I was being a little bit trite last week when I said, who knows what things will look like by next week. Yeah. And then look at us now. Yeah. I was thinking about that earlier. I spoke to you on in messages on Thursday um, with a yeah. view to speaking on Friday. And, yeah, as you said, you... You know, you said, let's leave it till Tuesday. Um, so much has happened since then from the government, from around the world, um, societally, economically, obviously, you know, um, health wise with everybody. Yeah. How is it for you at the moment in terms of your business? Um, I think probably, like most people would say, is that unknown at the moment that we, what, we don't know what will happen in the next few weeks. Yeah. I feel like uh, probably on my own social media and from lots of friends all I keep hearing is companies are laying off obviously driving to work in the car this morning I feel like any other day one of those stories would have been major news yes <laughs> and today they're just reeling off yeah um, car phone warehouse shutting all their shops you know 3,000 people losing their job BA laying people off for two months on unpaid you just think any other day this would be huge and today it just feels like the news just keeps coming yeah and I think um, it's the fear of what's next to come as well isn't it yeah yeah, and you do feel a responsibility to everyone that you employ, all to keep them safe, but also because you know they all want to get paid and they're all worried as well. So what's that part like? Um, obviously, I'd like to speak about the whole um, the whole socioeconomic side as well, but just yes. specifically to your business, um, did you say you employ around 90 people, is that right? Yes. How, how is that affecting people? Are, are people, um, to begin with, are they, are, is anybody self-isolating in your, in your work or is it? They're actually not at the moment, and I'm amazed. Every day we have this uh, chat at nine o'clock and think, you know, has anyone called in yet and said they're not coming in? Um, nobody has at the moment. Yeah. Um, we haven't got a single person that's been self-isolating. Our main concern is we have um, some members of staff that we've classed as vulnerable. Yeah. Um, we also have a few difficult situations where people are not vulnerable themselves but have vulnerable people in their families or have close contact with those vulnerable people. And they're probably the ones that it's been quite difficult to make decisions about because you're just so unclear, really. I feel like every day you call NHS um, 111, you get different <laughs> different answers to whether you should be. Um, the guidance just keeps changing every day. Yes, it does. Yeah, there's so definitely that's no quite continuity. hard to keep up on top of. <laughs> yeah. Um, even since we spoke on Thursday, today's Tuesday the 17th of March, um, on last Thursday, we this was before we had heard the idea of herd immunity, um, which obviously yeah. came in, was absolutely smashed down by everybody from the WHO and uh, the rest of Europe and every other country. Um, and then since then, they've said it's not really their thing. It's just something that they looked through, etc. And they, they didn't have the science to back it up. And they said they were going to release it and they didn't, etc. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a sense of panic. Um, there everywhere. definitely is that. Yeah, um, I must just say, your um, could you just tell me what your main business is? Because we haven't really introduced actually what you do and why this is relevant to you. <laughs> we haven't, <laughs> no. So um, we are a trust corporation based in Kenilworth, um, so the Midlands. We have one head office, I guess, um, that employs 90 people across a number of departments. Our main business is all sorts of private client um, services, so drafting of wills, power of attorney, all sorts of related documents. We have a live trust department, so we manage private, smaller private family trusts in the main, yeah. um, which hold investments. 
We are also involved in house selling and buying. Uh, we have a conveyancing department that deals with sales of property, right. purchases of property. When my partner's dad died a few years ago and he hadn't done a will, um, yeah. this was the first time I'd really been aware of how complicated it is um, yeah. and, and all the steps and obviously the the uh, the problems with not having had a will. Uh, my mum and dad are very, very, I mean, they save every receipt and they're, they're really on it. So I think they've already done their wills probably a hundred times over. Um, how is this, are you getting a massive influx of people um, inquiries at the moment or? We are, um, we're getting a lot of people that, I think a lot of people that are in isolation or have now been told that they have to isolate for a number of weeks are worried. I think because of the guidance, they perceive themselves as being vulnerable and they are concerned that they want to have things in place. I understand that a lot of NHS frontline staff have had that conversation, you know, that really you should be looking at having your will in place when you're exposed to the level of risk that you're being exposed to every day. Yeah. I think people are looking at, situations and thinking what do I have to do Um, and one of the things that's on your list if you think you're exposed to something that has got life-threatening implications is getting your affairs in order doing a will and then I think a problem is that a lot of people are concerned to find out actually how difficult it is so there's been a lot of talk for a long time about modernizing rulemaking but it hasn't happened yet right okay and as as I stand here today, and I can't see it changing anytime soon, it's a requirement under the Wills Act that you have to be in the presence of the person making the will when you're a witness to the will, and two people must be a witness. Okay, right. How that's going to work in self, you know, when people are self-isolating or considered vulnerable and don't want to come into contact with other people, I don't quite know how that one's going to pan out yet. Wow. I would love it if the government rushed in with some emergency legislation to sort of say, do you know what, we recognise the problems now that are actually being caused by this, yes. um, and here's what we're going to do about it. House sales and purchases, again, they require, I mean... I'm not sure as I sit here right now what will happen to the housing market. Mm. Um, we've already seen a number of calls, number of calls, number of emails, number of contacts and people saying, I'm now not going to sell my house any longer or people that are buying that have now pulled out Yeah. because their livelihood is either gone or under threat. You know, they're worried they're not going to get paid and no one wants to commit to a house purchase when they might not have a job in three months' time. So I get the impression that chains are collapsing all over the place. Yeah, and even if you could get to the point where you can actually buy a house or sell a house, we all need to have a sign a deed in the presence of a witness. Okay, (laughs) and that is that. I guess that's true for a lot of these important contracts and signings that you do have to have the physical, um, yeah, physical witnesses. Yeah, and I, I just in my own head at the moment, I just think that's presenting such a difficult problem for everybody. It's crazy to see how. Things have changed since January. I spoke to a, two different estate agents doing it differently, doing, you know, having different business models. Um, they were very excited for the year ahead. Everybody was excited for their 2020 vision, which has just completely gone out of the window. Um, yeah. It's um, it's hard for me because I don't want to. I don't want this to be all about panic. But at the same no. time, there's not much reassurance. So no. I hope it just I hope people can get something from it. But I was listening to another podcast about a, a doctor speaking to um, I think it was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he said that his mission was not to scare people out of their wits, is to scare them into their wits. Um, yes, there's it, it's hard to focus in these situations, but um, the housing situation 
it seems like, I mean, every day you look on and the, uh, the stock market's in free fall. Yes. Supply chains were stressed, obviously, just from China shutting down. That would have taken three three to six months, probably in a minimum, to, to just ease the supply chain there, everything coming back in and getting things going again. But obviously now we're shut off from Europe, we're shut off from everything. So yeah, um, tough times. I don't even have a question there, really. It's just me lamenting, I think. Well, yeah, and I think that, like I said, they always say uncertainty is the worst thing for everybody. You know, not knowing what's going to happen is definitely the scariest thing. And everyone's looking to somebody to tell them something, anything. Yeah. And some reassurance. I think we're, look, I, I never thought, you know, like you just said, I never thought back in January, we would be looking at the business and thinking, right, what is an essential operation? How can we make sure that all of our staff can work so that we can pay them? How can we make sure that we can offer services that we're, we're having some difficulty offering because of the the law? I think in the long term, I, I just can't see how the whole industry can't come back differently from this in yeah. four months' time or five months' time or six months' time or whenever that end point or the near end point is. Everybody will have moved to a different way of working, and I think overall that will be for the better. Right. Okay. Once the once you've done that, you can't go back again. You know, once you've moved to technological solutions, once you've moved to something different, and realise that it is possible for you to operate your business in a more remote way. Yeah. Um, I think that's better for everybody, and overall, we will all end up working very differently in six months' time. But I don't quite know myself what that will look like at the moment. Yeah, I've worked remotely for, um, I started my business in 2013. I haven't stepped in an office since that time. I'm online marketing, uh, all of yes. that. So I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to leave the house, which is, you know, a blessing and a curse. Um, yeah. But my clients, most of them are in industries where, you know, they are customer facing, etc. So there's yes. going to be, there's going to be massive changes everywhere. Are you having any issues at all with people not wanting to come to work or is everybody getting on as normal and feeling the fear but just continuing to come to work? Everybody's certainly at work. Um, yeah. I think as long as we're communicating with staff every day and reassuring them about what we are doing, you know, we're not taking silly risks and we're minimising risks where we can. Yeah. Um, but also, we, I consider we're offering an important service and that service is more in demand now than ever. Yes. Uh, and certainly... It will be very important, I suspect, if the number of things that we're being warned could happen may go on to happen. So I consider that most of the staff, I think, are taking a view that we've got a duty to try and do what we can where we can. That might mean we all end up, you know, muddling in and doing um, different jobs or doing something different. But I can't see there won't be demand somewhere in the company for the work that we do. Yeah. And that might mean that we have a reorganisation or a quick shuffle round, but hopefully we'll be able to carry on doing everything that we are doing. So what are the steps that somebody would take if they were looking to get their finances in order and maybe draw up a will? What would the, the steps be today, for example? Contact an, a will drafter or an instruction taker. You will find that a lot of them are offering remote appointments now via lots of sort of online conference or online meeting facilities have that conversation with somebody about what it is that you want to do um, it is possible to make a will by giving your instructions remotely to somebody and then having the will prepared then emailing it or posting it to you you printing it off or having the will there in order to be able to witness it 
Yeah. The only slight but that I can see for some people that they will be worried about is the requirement to witness it, which means you have to be, two witnesses have to be in your presence. Now, a safe, you know, distance can be maintained for social distancing purposes, I'm sure, but sure. they have to see you. They have to know that it's a will that's been signed and witnessed yeah. and they have to see that person sign that document so there is a difficulty there for some people and i can imagine they will have a worry about that yeah um in regard to your finances i think it's always a good idea and hey you know we've all got a lot of time at home yes um, <laughs> in the next few weeks to, to start doing some of those things we never get around to um have a list of what you've got and where you've got it um I think, again, it comes back to that thing where people are a bit shy or embarrassed to talk to their family about what they've got and where it is. Um, Maybe it's time to cast off a bit of that British awkwardness and actually have some of those conversations with the people close to us. Because I think if you can take practical steps about the things that you can do, it will make you worry less about the things that you can't control. Yeah, absolutely. I found just over the weekend going out and clearing some of my garden, which had some mess and took some stuff to the tip, was... Yeah, I just had an hour away because obviously I work from home. We have children as well, so it can all get very high octane. So just um, getting anything in order is is definitely, you know, uh, is a godsend at this time. Yeah, people are going to have very tidy houses in four months' time. Yes, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Ultra clean, hygiene. I do think what sent everyone over the edge of panic was the thought that this is going to last for 12 weeks. Like, I think up until then... People were quite calm, and I think at the point that they sort of stood up and said that we're now in this for for twelve weeks, I think that was at the point where everyone went, "Oh my goodness, twelve weeks! Like that feels like a long time now to not come out of this until halfway through June." Definitely, yeah. I was I was looking at things coming out from China in January, feeling very concerned. What I was seeing on Twitter, for example, there was there was certain videos coming out which were very very alarming. Um, I actually started to, to to get some food in at that point um, because my partner was just saying constantly like this is this is bad this is bad. I started sending a few to my um, to my sister and my dad on a WhatsApp message, and um, my sister's response was, um, oh, "I've got t- I've got work, I've got things to do. Stop sending me this rubbish." Um, yeah. Last Sunday was a massive change in her tone. She said, "You know." Mum and dad can't go out anymore. We've got to make sure that, you know, that they stop doing hair appointments. He shouldn't go to the pub. He's at that risk age factor and has really, um, really changed their tune. I think that's where obviously the panic buyings come from. Um, everybody yeah. suddenly really turned on from <clears throat> from a couple of weeks ago where there was lots of memes and jokes and making light of the coronavirus. It seems that everybody's really started to change their tune now, which is um, which is worrying for me because I've seen it for such a long time. I hoped I was wrong, you know. Yes, um, and then when you feel like you know what's coming, yeah, I'm not sure if that's worse or better. Yeah, um, I do feel yeah. like um, I have been quite personally invested in it from that point of view. So I have a mother-in-law who four weeks ago was admitted to hospital with sepsis, oh, right. and she then had pneumonia. Oh. Um, she was only discharged from hospital last week on the basis that they were having to get everyone discharged out of hospital that they possibly could because they don't have the bed space and they need to free up hospital resources for the sort of influx that they're expecting so in reality she's been discharged before i think she probably should have been um and then you worry about passing something on to her that she just really you know, isn't in a position to be able to 
to have at the moment, I suspect. And actually, I think last night, and this is what I mean about sometimes when people just take control of the situation for you, it can make it easier for you. Yeah. When Boris did say last night, do you know what? If you're in a vulnerable position, um, just stay at home for 12 weeks and, and reduce everything other than necessary social contact in a way that actually took some relief uh, you know took some of the burden off me and my husband who were thinking how are we going to manage this we still desperately want to see um you know our parents but we don't want to put them at risk so how can we take steps to to not put them at risk whereas now it's like do you know what we're just not going to see them and although that's not great um, there are other things we can do and we'll just have to maintain contact in ways that we can do and at least they're safe definitely yeah absolutely i was my parents were going to come up to see us in a few weeks time but because my sister had had sort of a freak out and uh they were going to stay in a travel lodge and I, I really wouldn't recommend people going into hotels over the next couple of weeks so they stayed in an airbnb in a place out of town and we got that out of the way and they went yesterday back home um we're gonna obviously video chat with the girls um yeah. and do those kind of things it was a real yeah it was a real change in just a massive change in the way but obviously the fact that we have um we have these tools now uh yes. very useful um just quickly just while we're on the subject of video calls yeah. and everything um when people are signing for you when they have to witness uh, can they be a friend or neighbor or do they have to be um somebody from you know like for example from your office or does it have to be like a legal uh, it has yeah. to be somebody independent to that person so they can't benefit they can't be a beneficiary of the will. They can't sure. ha be having a benefit from that estate on the person's death. They have to be over 18, of sound mind, a friend or a neighbour or a colleague is a great option. And, yeah, we will certainly be offering that service where we can offer it, yeah. appreciating that sometimes people are worried about even coming into contact with other people at the moment. Yeah. So the, the first step, though... Um... They can go quite far down the line preparing this all completely online and over the phone and yes. over email. Yes. I, yeah. I think that's a reassuring thing for people to know. Yeah. Because, uh, as I said, I'd never thought about doing a will. When we, um, my girlfriend had to take ownership of, of her dad's, you know, to sell his boat and close his accounts down and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, it really was actually quite a mess. So, um, yeah, in these troubling times, it is good to have a little bit of calmness and continuity there. Yeah, and as I said, I think t sometimes taking that control is, because it's what you can do, you reassure yourself in, in just taking that step and doing the things that you can do. You have that within your control, you can do it. So why not? You've, loads of us are meant to get around to it for a long time anyway. Isn't yes. it always one of those things that's on everyone's to-do list and you never quite get there? Um, it's one of the things you can actually tick off now and a lot of us have a lot of downtime to do it so yeah have you got any plans to are you just taking it day by day at the moment do you have any plans to sort of close or suspend any operations or minimize the staff to, you know size or anything like that we're daily hoping that we won't have to but yeah. oh my goodness me isn't it a day by day situation yeah um i thought we had it all planned out yesterday um and then <laughs> more changes at five o'clock last night right. so it does feel a bit like every day you just don't quite know what will come but certainly as things stand at the minute we're not making any changes to anything that we do in terms of the services that we offer we're just trying to offer them in a different way yeah now that's good i see a lot of things on linkedin about people adapting yes a lot of more remote work and a lot of people just actually coming together to sort of 
to share their views and maybe set some minds at ease and everything. So it is good to see that. I mean, it's you know people say they uh, things like this bring out the best and the worst in people, don't they? So hopefully. I have a feeling that society will split into two sort of groups in the next few months, or certainly I kind of hope that this is the way it goes. Oh yeah, that people will either be um, vulnerable and need to be protected, and people that are not in that category will realize that they then have to be relied on to step up and help the people who can no longer help themselves to some degree yeah yeah definitely i really hope that is what happens if that makes sense yes i i've seen a lot of it already like you say and it's nice to see as well as some of the things that are going on on social media i've seen a lot of community groups being set up on facebook people offering to go shopping for people that can't leave the house to go and do things like that themselves so there is some nice things out there yeah that gives us all a bit of hope amongst the the other stuff that is really difficult to try and absorb yeah yeah i just can't uh, believe the sheer volume of news it's unbelievable i can't keep up with the amount of things that are coming out stories that are are dropping um and it can start to feel really overwhelming when it's just so much news coming at you it's very yeah we need that reassurance um it's really good listening to some experts talking about it. Some people saying that we're not far off from, from drugs that can remove the, the symptoms. And obviously then somebody else will then say that, you know, we're a year and a half away from a vaccine. Like 18 months away, yeah. Yeah. But um, no, I mean, obviously we can do what we can. The message obviously is just sort of, is unity. I think I'm going to, I, I have a pretty good relationship with my neighbours. So, and a lot of them are elderly too. So I think I'll just grab all of their phone numbers and check in from time to time via text or over the fence. But um, we're going to be staying out of everybody's way at the moment, I think. I think everyone's doing that. I think, you know, my everything that I had in, all the tickets and things that I've got, all the events that are planned, I was supposed to get a wedding on Saturday. Wow. I can just see those things just coming out of Canada and people going, you know, they just can't happen at the moment. I mean, things like weddings and events that people have been planning for a long time is so sad. Yeah. But other things, I just think the whole nation has just sort of accepted, you know what, we just can't go out and about and do things for 12 weeks other than the essentials. And, yeah, I am of the same opinion that I have. I would like to be a person that is in a position to reach out to others and say, we can help you. That's good. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to be reassured. Yes. Obviously, you know, our economy is pretty sound compared to obviously everywhere else. Um, yeah. Hopefully with the right leadership, irrespective of whether you're left or right, red or blue, we all have to come together at some point. Obviously, just to to say when you know there's a, a clear issue with the way we see their guidance, but also um, for people to listen to these these views in terms of staying inside, doing what you can, literally just being somebody who's not going to go out and spread it is a valuable thing in itself. Yes. So from then on, everything, anything else you can do to help your neighbours. I think it does, it brings out that fight or flight. So um, I understand that I understand the idea behind hoarding and the panic buying. We just need to sort of cut down some of the uh, some of the selfishness and then start to look for others. But I think that will come, and hopefully we'll come out of this, as you say, you know, in a maybe a more streamlined way. And uh, yeah, well, we'll have to learn from it. Yeah, I think so. I can't imagine what will happen. But I can't imagine what the world landscape will look like in a few months time at the moment but I am interested to see some of the ways that people come up with for entertaining themselves over the next few months yes. of ways that they can reach out to others and ways that they can make other people's lives a little bit better given some of the difficulties that we've all got and I think it'll be 
interesting to see how we all adapt to the ways that we work um, that home working becomes embraced that we all accept that we don't maybe have to get in a car and go meet somebody face to face for a meeting yeah. maybe we can just use remote facilities where possible um, which in turn is better for the environment saves us all a lot of time in our day if we don't have to get in a car and travel somewhere yes definitely lots of I think there'll be meetings. a lot of things that could you know a lot of things will happen that will actually have a much bigger knock on effect yeah but we can't even imagine at this point can't even imagine it yeah can't yeah. even imagine it but i mean how the high street will change which has already been in some serious difficulty i don't know i know yeah very um, i feel for companies that at the moment having to make decisions about whether reputationally the right thing to do is stay open when that risk you're being criticized for staying open right yes and in this sense because we haven't been told to shut down People are staying open and you know having to employ staff where there's no one there and falling behind and not getting insurance. It's a very strange time. It'll be interesting to see how this conversation ages yeah. because in two days' time, everything you've said will be completely out of the window. So, But um, I'll try and edit this and get this out as soon as possible. Um, thanks, for, thanks for talking to me today. I actually, strangely enough, I do feel calmer and more reassured just from speaking to you about your continuing on and you're providing these services. How is it best for people to contact you um, or learn more about Countrywide? So we do have a website. We, I mean, I myself, I'm on LinkedIn, obviously, and we have a company page on LinkedIn. Sure. Yeah, we're very findable on Google and all of the search engines, Countrywide Tax and Trust Corporation. Brilliant. I'll link everything up in the description. It was a real pleasure speaking to you today, Charlotte, and um, I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Like you say, it's nice to know we're all... It's, it's just nice to know sometimes that there's other people in the same situation. Like, you're all in it together at the end of the day. And yeah, well, definitely. Okay, great. Well, have a great day. And, um, yeah, I'll speak to you soon. You too. All right, I'll speak to you soon. Thanks very much. Bye now. Bye.